O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, May 2nd. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit. As it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful, and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the King James for the Brit Hadashah and from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Bahar, and it means on the mount. Leviticus 25, 1-20 Yahweh spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, Speak to Benai Israel and say to them, When you enter the land that I assign to you, the land shall observe a Sabbath of Hashem. Six years you may sow your field, and six years you may prune your vineyard and gather in the yield. But in the seventh year, The land shall have a Shabbat of complete rest, a Sabbath of the Lord. You shall not sow your field or prune your vineyard. You shall not reap the aftergrowth of your harvest or gather the grapes of your untrimmed vines. It shall be a year of complete rest for the land. But you may eat whatever the land during its Shabbat will produce. You, your male and female slaves, the hired and bound laborers who live with you, and your cattle and the beasts in your land may eat all its yield. You shall count off seven weeks of years, seven times seven years, so that the period of seven weeks of years gives you a total of forty-nine years. Then you shall sound the shofar loud in the seventh month on the tenth day of the month, the Day of Atonement. You shall have the shofar sounded throughout your land, and you shall hallow the fiftieth year. You shall proclaim release throughout the land for all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you shall return to his holding, and each of you shall return to his family. That fiftieth year shall be a jubilee for you. You shall not sow, neither shall you reap the aftergrowth or harvest the untrimmed vines, for it is a jubilee. It shall be holy to you. 
you may only eat the growth direct from the field. In this year of Jubilee, each of you shall return to his holding. When you sell property to your neighbor, or buy any from your neighbor, you shall not wrong one another. In buying from your neighbor, you shall deduct only for the number of years since the Jubilee. And in selling to you, he shall charge you only for the remaining crop years. The more such years, the higher the price you pay. The fewer such years, the lower the price. For what he is selling you is a number of harvests. Do not wrong one another, but fear your God, for I, the Lord, am your God. You shall observe my laws and faithfully keep my rules, that you may live upon the land in security. The land shall yield its fruit, and you shall eat your fill, and you shall live upon it in security. And you should, should you ask, What are we to eat in the seventh year if we may neither sow nor gather in our crops? Judges 15, 1-16, Some time later, in the season of the wheat harvest, Samson came to visit his wife, bringing a goat as a gift. He said, Let me go into the chamber to my wife. But her father would not let him go in. I was sure, said her father, that you had taken a dislike to her, so I gave her to your wedding companion. But her younger sister is more beautiful than she. Let her become your wife instead. Thereupon Samson declared, Now the Philistines can have no claim against me for the harm I shall do them. Samson went and caught three hundred foxes. He took torches, and turning the foxes tail to tail, he placed a torch between each pair of tails. He lit the torches and turned the foxes loose among the standing grain of the Philistines, setting fire to stacked grain, standing grain, vineyards, and olive trees. The Philistines asked, Who did this? And they were told, It was Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, who took Samson's wife and gave her to his wedding companion. Thereupon the Philistines came up and put her and her father to the fire. Samson said to them, If that is how you act, I will not rest until I have taken revenge on you. He gave them a sound and thorough thrashing. Then he went down and stayed in the cave of the rock of Etam. The Philistines came up, pitched camp in Yehuda, and spread out over Lehi. The men of Yehuda asked, Why have you come up against us? They answered, We have come to take Samson prisoner, and to do to him as he did to us. Thereupon three thousand men of Yehuda went down to the cave of the rock of Etam, and they said to Samson, You knew that the Philistines rule over us. Why have you done this to us? He replied, As they did to me, so I did to them. We have come down, they told him, to take you prisoner and to hand you over to the Philistines. But swear to me, said Samson to them, that you yourselves will not attack me. We won't, they replied. We will only take you prisoner and hand you over to them. We will not slay you. So they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. When he reached Lehi, the Philistines came shouting to meet him. Thereupon the spirit of Hashem gripped him, and the ropes on his arms became like flax that catches fire. 
the bonds melted off his hands. He came upon a fresh jawbone of a donkey, and he picked it up, and with it he killed a thousand men. Then Samson said, With the jaw of a donkey, mass upon mass, with the jaw of a donkey I have slain a thousand men. As he finished speaking, he threw the jawbone away, hence that place was called Ramath-Lehi. He was very thirsty, and he called to Hashem, You yourself have granted this great victory through your servant, and now I must die of thirst and fall into the hands of the uncircumcised? So the Lord split open the hollow which is at Lehi, and the water gushed out of it. He drank, regained his strength, and revived. That is why it is called to this day En-Hakor of Lehi. He led Israel in the days of the Philistines for twenty years. Once Samson went to Gaza, there he met a whore and slept with her. The Gazites learned that Samson had come there, so they gathered and lay in ambush for him in the town gate the whole night, and all night long they kept whispering to each other, When daylight comes, we'll kill him. But Samson lay in bed till only midnight. At midnight he got up, grasped the doors of the town gate together with the two gateposts, and pulled them out along with the bar. He placed them on his shoulders and carried them off to the top of the hill that is near Hebron. After that, he fell in love with a woman in the Wadi Sorek named Delilah. The lords of the Philistines went up to her and said, Coax him and find out what makes him so strong and how we can overpower him. Tie him up and make him helpless, and we'll each give you eleven hundred shekels of silver. So Delilah said to Samson, Tell me, what makes you so strong, and how could you be tied up and made helpless? Samson replied, If I were to be tied with seven fresh tendons that had not been dried, I should become as weak as an ordinary man. So the lords of the Philistines brought up to her seven fresh tendons that had not been dried. She bound him with them, while an ambush was waiting in her room. Then she called out to him, Samson! The Philistines are upon you. Whereat he pulled the tendons apart as a strand of tow comes apart at the touch of fire. So the secret of his strength remained unknown. Then Delilah said to Samson, Oh, you deceived me, you lied to me. Do tell me now how you could be tied up. He said, If I were to be bound with new ropes that had never been used, I would become as weak as an ordinary man. So Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them, while an ambush was waiting in a room. And she cried, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But he tore them off his arms like a thread. Then Delilah said to Samson, You have been deceiving me all along. You have been lying to me. Tell me, how could you be tied up? He answered her, If you weave seven locks of my head into the web. And she pinned it with a peg and cried to him, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. Awaking from his sleep, he pulled out the peg, the loom, and the web. Then she said to him, How can you say you love me when you don't confide in me? This makes three times that you have deceived me and haven't told me what makes you so strong. Finally, after she had nagged him and pressed him constantly, he was wearied to death. 
and he confided everything to her. He said to her, No razor has ever touched my head, for I have been a Nazarite to the Lord since I was in my mother's womb. If my hair were cut, my strength would leave me, and I should become as weak as an ordinary man. Sensing that he had confided everything to her, Delilah sent for the lords of the Philistines with this message, Come up once more, for he has confided everything to me. And the lords of the Philistines came up and brought the money with them. She lulled him to sleep on her lap. Then she called in a man, and she had him cut off the seven locks off of his head. Thus she weakened him and made him helpless. His strength slipped away from him. She cried, Samson, the Philistines are upon you. And he woke from his sleep, thinking he would break loose and shake himself free as he had the other times. For he did not know that Yahweh had departed from him. The Philistines seized him and gouged out his eyes. They brought him down to Gaza and shackled him in bronze fetters, and he became a mill slave in the prison. After his hair was cut off, it began to grow back. Now the lords of the Philistines gathered to offer a great sacrifice to their god Dagon and to make merry. They chanted, Our God has delivered into our hands our enemy Samson. When the people saw him, they sang praises to their God, chanting, Our God has delivered into our hands the enemy who devastated our land and who slew so many of us. As their spirits rose, they said, Call Samson here and let him dance for us. Samson was fetched from the prison, and he danced for them. Then they put him between the pillars. And Samson said to the boy who was leading him by the hand, Let go of me and let me feel the pillars that the temple rests upon, that I may lean on them. Now the temple was full of men and women. All the lords of the Philistines were there, and there were some three thousand men and women on the roof watching Samson dance. Then Samson called to Yahweh, O Yahweh, please remember me and give me strength just this once to take revenge of the Philistines, if only for one of my two eyes. He embraced the two middle pillars that the temple rested upon, one with his right arm and one with his left, and leaned against them. Samson cried, Let me die with the Philistines, and he pulled with all his might. The temple came crashing down on the lords and on all the people in it. Those who were slain by him as he died outnumbered, those who had been slain by him when he lived. His brothers and all his father's household came down and carried him up and buried him in the tomb of his father Manoah between Tzorah and Eshtaol. He had led Israel for twenty years. John 2, 1-25 After the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Yeshua was there. And both Yeshua was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Yeshua said to him, They have no wine. Yeshua said to her, Woman, what have I to do with you? My hour is not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. 
Yeshua said to them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bore it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and said to him, Every man at the beginning does set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Yeshua in Cana of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. After this he went down to Capernaum, he and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there not many days. And the Jews' Passover was at hand, and Yeshua went up to Jerusalem, and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves, and the changers of money sitting. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple, and the sheep, and the oxen, and poured out the changers' money, and overthrew the tables, and said to them that sold doves, Take these things hence, make not my father's house a house of merchandise. And his disciples remembered that it was written, The zeal of your house has eaten me up. Then answered the Jews, and said to him, What sign do you show to us, seeing that you do these things? Yeshua answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty-six years was this temple in building, and you will rear it up in three days. But he spoke of the temple of his body. When therefore he was risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said this to them, and they believed the scripture and the word which Yeshua had said. Now when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover, in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. But Yeshua did not commit himself to them, because he knew all men, and needed not that any should testify of man for he knew what was in man. Psalm 103, 1-22 Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things, so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. The Lord executes righteousness and judgment for all that are oppressed. He made known his ways to Moses, his acts unto the children of Israel. The Lord is merciful and gracious, slow to anger, and plenteous in mercy. He will not always chide, neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, 
so far has he removed our transgressions from us. Like as a father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of Yahweh is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him, and his righteousness unto children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. The Lord has prepared his throne in the heavens, and his kingdom rules over all. Bless the Lord, you his angels, that excel in strength, that do his commandments, hearkening unto the voice of his word. Bless the Lord, all you his hosts, you ministers of his that do his pleasure. Bless the Lord, all his works, in all the places of his dominion. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Proverbs 14.17-19 He that is soon angry deals foolishly, and a man of wicked devices is hated. The simple inherit folly, but the prudent are crowned with knowledge. The evil bow before the good, and the wicked at the gates of the righteous. I want to speak to you today out of our New Testament reading from John chapter 2, specifically verses 18 through 21, where it is written, Then answered the Jews and said to him, to Yeshua, What sign do you show to us, seeing that you do these things? Yeshua answered and said to them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said the Jews, Forty-six years was this temple in building, and you will rear it up in three days? But he spoke of the temple of his own body. Now I want to just do a deep dive on these verses and connect it to a very relevant topic that we are all dealing with right now. And that is the coronavirus vaccine drive. I'm just going to read to you an excerpt from an article that was written by Atara. And the article is a review of a stunning video. And the video is called Abomination of Desolation, and it was produced by followers of YAH.com. You can find it on YouTube if you just look in the search box, Abomination of Desolation, and then type in followers of YAH.com. You will find it on YouTube. So the article is called Stunning. The Creator's name is found in your DNA. Therefore, Satan's plan is to desecrate your body, the temple of the Holy Spirit. So this is written by Atara. There is a new film out done by followers of Yah Ministries entitled Abomination of Desolation. It is 91 minutes long, but it is perhaps one of the most stunning videos I have watched in a decade, and well worth watching every minute of it. It is extremely relevant and very timely to watch now, especially in light of the times we are now living in. What will you learn? The mystery of the abomination of desolation will be unwrapped 
unveiled and unsealed to you. Our mind tends to go to a brick-and-mortar temple when we think about the warning that Yeshua gave us about this abomination, found in Matthew 24, verses 15 and 16. Therefore, when you see the abomination of desolation spoken of by Daniel the prophet standing in the holy place, whoever reads, let him understand, then let those who are in Judea flee to the mountains. Yeshua was referring to follow to the following prophecy from Daniel 9, verse 27, where it is written, Then he shall confirm a covenant with many for one week, but in the middle of the week he shall bring an end to sacrifice and offering, and on the wing of abominations shall be one who makes desolate, even until the consummation, which is determined, is poured out on the desolate. We have been trained to think about and look for a brick-and-mortar temple or an altar that gets built on the Temple Mount. The daily sacrifice takes place on it, and then the altar gets shut down and gets replaced with an abomination that causes desolation. But what if this prophecy isn't talking about a building? What if this prophecy is talking about our own human body? The scriptures tell us that our body is a holy temple that houses the Holy Spirit as it is written in 1 Corinthians six nineteen and 20. Or do you not know that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own? For you were bought at a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Here is the stunning fact that comes out in the video. The Creator's own name, yod is in our DNA. How so? DNA appears as a double helix, looking like a spiral staircase. There are four nucleotide bases that make up the DNA code. They are adenine, cytosine, guanine, and thymine. These nucleotide bases are composed of hydrogen, nitrogen, oxygen, and carbon. Each of these letters have a number associated with it based upon their matching values of atomic mass. Hydrogen becomes the Hebrew letter Yod. Nitrogen becomes the Hebrew letter He. Oxygen becomes the Hebrew letter Vav. And carbon becomes the Hebrew letter He. This is the sacred name, the Tetragrammaton, yod he vav Just as an artist signs their signature at the bottom of their canvas painting, the Heavenly Father's signature is found in all human DNA. Yet there is more to marvel at. The DNA molecule appears as a double helix looking like a spiral staircase. There are steps to the spiral staircase or sulfuric bridges. These sulfuric bridges are what keeps the two DNA strands attached together. In the video, a Jewish scientist shares his findings. The sulfuric bridge occurs in this pattern. Every ten acids, there is a bridge. Every five acids, there is another bridge. Every six acids, there is a third bridge. And every five acids, there is a fourth bridge. This is a repeating pattern in the DNA double helix spiral. He then asks, Who can tell me the meaning of ten Five six five. This is the numerical value of Yod Hevavhe.
The sulfuric bridges holding the DNA together repeat in a pattern that spells out the sacred name. Encoded within the DNA of every person on the planet is the name of Yahweh. The Master Creator signs his masterpiece of each human being with his very own signature. For those who repent and turn to Yeshua, he comes to dwell within us through the Holy Spirit, as it is written in John fourteen twenty and 23. At that day you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. And so our body is a holy temple where the Holy Spirit of Yeshua dwells. Our Father's name is encoded in our DNA. Therefore, Satan's devious and diabolical plan is to desecrate abominate our body, which is the temple that houses the Holy Spirit. He wants to erase the name of Yahweh out of our DNA. Satan wants to hijack the temple of Yeshua and occupy it for himself. How is this connected to the experimental gene therapy medicine or shots or jabs? Please Go to thetorahouse.com and click on Prayer Theme for the month and look at the May Prayer Theme. You can then finish this article and it also has a link to the video Abomination of Desolation produced by followersofyah.com. You can finish the article, see how this is all connected back to the Shots and injections, the experimental gene therapy that is being foisted upon all of humankind. And you can see the connection. You can finish the article there. That's thetorahouse.com. And then click on the prayer theme for the month and look at the prayer theme for the month of May. And you can finish the article and watch this stunning video. That's all I have for today. Shalom. Yevrekka Adonai Adonai Vikuneka Yisa Adonai Anav Eleka Vayaseh Leka Leka The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>